Seventh Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. From the land of sky blue waters, welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Joma here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. How's it going, man? Uh, anyone that's listening right now as this drops on Wednesday, I am already in Tampa. And I am just so ready for everything that's coming before us. Uh, not only because of the bullshit snow that we dealt with this past weekend. and I You didn't like that? You didn't like that? I mean, I actually wouldn't have cared if not for the fact that it all turned into slush and was the worst shoveling experience that I've ever had. See, it and was my favorite soda forever. It was my favorite shoveling experience because like I didn't have to go to the gym. I got my workout. I was like doing perfect form squats with every fucking dig and throw. Like I honestly I had a, I had a grand old time, a hoot and a holler. I had some good music playing like it, it was great. I dug Joe's car out. We buried Hannah's, but. Hannah's not here. She's in Arizona, so whatever. Um, I had a good time, to be honest, doing that. It was a good workout. I know what you're doing. No, it's true. It's true. I hate you right now. (laughs) It's so true. Yeah, but you don't have a bad back where you go to the chiropractor monthly, and you don't have shoulders that have separated multiple times. Shoveling is the worst thing for me, and it was the worst shoveling experience that I've had. Should have called me. I would have been there in an instant. You have a nice shovel. You couldn't even get out. (laughs) I I broke uh, Joel's or Joe's shovel, but it was like a Walmart shovel. I'm not shocked by this. Um, All right. Before we get into uh, an awesome guest interview here, uh, real quick. Again, we've got Frozen 4. It's here and upon us. Uh, everyone that wasn't already aware somehow, if you, if you listen to any of our shows and aren't interested in the frozen four, I don't know what you're doing here. I don't know where you live. I don't know. I don't know Um, where you live because you're not from Minnesota, (laughs) but we've got it. Four o'clock on Thursday is Gophers versus BU. Again, all the miracle vibes going to be a fun matchup. And then at seven 30, it will be Michigan against Quinnipiac. And both games, and actually all three games, will be viewable on ESPN2 or ESPN+. Plus. Uh, championship game, which, God willing, the Gophers are a part of. And I've said it this whole time. I think what the, the whole country deserves is Minnesota versus Michigan for the Natty. That game, regardless of participants, will be 7.30 Central on ESPN2 th- that this Saturday. So... Tune in. Uh, but for the Gopher specifically, we've been talking nonstop. You'll hear it on the drop tomorrow from uh, our good contributors at MNCAA. But for me, the thing to talk about is that first line. They are glorious. We love them. And we already know Jimmy Snuggerud. He's not fucking leaving. He's not fucking He's leaving. Not fucking leaving. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's awesome, which only gives me hope for uh, another member of the line. But let, let's go over to the one that Isha is most emotionally invested in. Maddie Nice, uh, most likely, if we're being honest with ourselves, most likely to be departing. 
to mm-hmm. start their NHL journey. Uh, Gross. But the amount of time that Kyle Dubas has been spending around the rink, it, very unorthodox for any NHL GM to be around a college program that much. It just tells you that it's it's not a done deal. Even if it's 90% versus 10%, I don't care. Like that means there's a chance that he comes back. He's there. Yeah, well, he's there making sure that oh, do we do we really, you know, bring him right now? Is he ready? Like just really looking at the fine details because it's that close of a decision that they you know, that they're hoping to make there, the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, um, and again, by the way, like I hate the Maple Leafs, but it's not like I hate just everyone on the team. Like there's a lot of players that I, that I really do like Austin Matthews being one of them, future coyote and their general manager too, Kyle Dubas. He like, uh, Brad, or like Brad Trelevant has done in Calgary. Like he's doing his best job here. Right. He's doing a good job. So, so nothing but like respect for him, the GM, but like, you know, they just fuck the Leafs. Um, this makes me really happy that, that, that there's even an, inch that there's even a small percent chance that he won't end up with the team because though I'll continue to root for him like I just said it just it's it just sucks that when a player that you are kind of invested in is with the Maple Leafs because I really don't want to support that team at all or tune in at all to anything that they do having said that I mean man the Gophers they're an unbelievable team this year and we'll talk about that with our guests too in a little bit here but having Nyes come back as a now new Gophers fan, I honestly want to see that more than I don't want to see him go to the Maple Leafs. Right. I mean, that, that pisses me off that it's that team, of course, but uh, I want to see the Gophers competitive again next year. And it would be awesome to see one of their first liners come back. He's only 18 years old too. I mean, huh? Maddie Nyes. He's only what now? 18 years old too, or sorry, 19 years old. Too. Fuck right now. 19 years old. You're sure about that? Oh, that's just his on hockey DB. I okay. have it up here. So, because I thought for sure he played a year of junior before. Maybe he didn't, but he's in his second year of college. Like, does he have a summer birthday? Um, fall. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Anyways, I, 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 I thought hockey DB in front of me. Okay. Like, yeah, don't no, whatever. Um, so it's, it's not like he's in his, in his twenties, like out, outgrown college, both the lifestyle and just can marinate another year. Right. So like, that's what I'm saying. The Maple Leafs have a decision to make here. It's not like they have to bring him here because going back to college won't do him any favors. It's like win or lose the natty. He's 20 years old. Okay. Well, the hockey DB, it's not my fault. I was reading it off the roster here. Regardless, still young enough for another college year will honestly help his development. Holy shit. Um, well, to the other side, then we have Logan Cooley, who has been nothing short of electric this year. And he has outspokenly said that no decision has been made for next year. So Craig Morgan, please stop your horrible propaganda disavowed. <laughs> uh, but got to say, Jimmy Snuggerud coming back is a big piece because they played together with the U.S. national team development program got Cooley to decommit and come to the Gophers. And hey, maybe it wasn't Snuggerud that made it happen, but I got to imagine there's a piece there. They're clearly boys and him coming back only helps. And guess what? If I've got to choose between a natty or Cooley coming back, I'm taking the natty. Like, good luck in Arizona. Have fun. But man, to have both would be absolutely incredible and unheard of for the Gophers. Like they... They're kind of notorious for their one and dones. Um, but 
I would love, 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 love for Logan Cooley to be back. It'd be electric. And of course, the one guy that we know isn't coming back, it's been very well documented, Brock Faber. We don't know if he's going to get into games with the Wild, but we want to send him off the right way regardless. Yeah. This is the last chapter for him with the Gophers, and he's been incredible throughout it. But to, to give the captain a championship on his way out to furthering his career still in Minnesota, it, it would mean a lot for for I think the whole team wants to rally behind him and wants this for him. But uh, I, I think he'd be pretty good with that, too. No, yeah, for sure. And I'm in the same boat with you. Rather him get a national championship than, you know, I, I, I want him to see get a national championship more than I want to see him back here with the Gophers as well. So, yeah, but um, I'll allude though, like if the Gophers lose in either game, that's going to be my only crutch to fall back on is like, I'm so at sad, least he's coming back, <laughs> but at least there's a better chance that Cooley's here. So, whatever. But again, I will not make that trade. I will take national championship and have the entire roster turnover if that's what it has to be. Like, whatever. Give me the natty. There we go. There we go. Um, should we get to our guest here, Hoppy? We shall. All right. The Ali Ray on the other side, folks. like supporting local local business local hockey local legends do you like vodka martinis screwdrivers bloody marys white russians whatever you can find i'm more of a vodka fresca guy myself if you nodded yes to any of those look no further than northland vodka giving five percent back to local hockey and of course the recipe that was masterfully crafted by local legend himself, Mark Parrish. Everyone get out there right now. Support Northland Vodka. Run, don't walk. All right, everybody. We are back here with another guest on the Soda Pod. And our next guest, ladies and gentlemen, she does it all. Hockey mom, veteran, Gophers hockey and Bruins fan, CEO of her own social media platform, craft beer lover, YouTuber, former nurse, and... OnlyFans star, Allie Ray, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you. So good. I'm so happy to be here. I'm like obsessed with this. We're going to talk hockey and beer and that's like my favorite thing. So <laughs> very cool. It's awesome. And like right before we started recording, we all collectively collectively were like, how have we not connected before given, you know, both all of our hockey fandom and being craft beer creators as well and like we'll get into everything you do here in a moment but uh, yeah super excited to have you on the show high level here where did your hockey fandom you know come from let's start with that yeah well i you know i grew up in texas so we had the houston arrows arrows which was pretty popular i went to a couple games with my dad but i was super young so i didn't know a lot about hockey but when i went into the navy my first duty station was in minnesota which is random as hell like to consider the navy in minnesota um, but I met my husband there and he played hockey through high school and he loved it. And then of course we got married, had kids, and then our boys started playing hockey. And so it's kind of hard not to, I mean, if you don't love hockey in Minnesota, you're going to be quite miserable because <laughs> it's the topic of everything. And so I, I fell in love with it. I loved the aggression of it. I love the fast pacedness of it. I loved watching my boys play. Um, it was just amazing. And so um, you know, that's where really my love felt in, in college hockey in particular with the Gophers, because college hockey is just that passion and 
there's so much excitement and I just feel like there's, to me, it's a different vibe. Love professional hockey too, but um, you know, college hockey is just a different level of that. So it was really something that just kind of grew on me. And, you know, then of course we moved to Boston and you, you, again, you can't live in Boston and not love hockey as well. So it was just like, I, it's been immersed since I've been 17 when I, when I moved to Minnesota and um, it's 100% my favorite sport. That's for sure. And I mean, to your point, right. It's just a totally different beast with college mm-hmm. hockey in Minnesota, because you get the idiots that come out of the woodwork every year when we post stuff about the state hockey tournament and they say, Oh, Minnesota's the state of hockey. How many Stanley cups do they have? It's like, you're totally missing the point here. Oh, and you yeah. really see that come through with now the six D one teams and you see all of the Minnesota players that not only fill those squads, but all over the country. Uh, yeah. They sell out NHL arenas for state of high school hockey tournament. I mean, that's freaking impressive. It's, it's crazy. I, I try to describe to people. It's like the football of Texas is hockey is like of Minnesota. And yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's even more ingrained in the blood and hockey, like in Minnesota, it's just, it's, 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 it's everything in Minnesota. So it's, it's wonderful though. It, it definitely blurs the line between culture and cult, but right. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. And it's crazy. Minnesota has their own unique way of hockey. We've lived a lot of places and even living in Boston, like it's a whole different hockey game over there. I, I just love the way Minnesota has things laid out, especially at the high, like the, the youth level, you know, high school and such. It's just super cool. And um, it's not like that other places. There's different rules. There's things are just a little bit different. They don't do it by city. And I don't know, we always had a really hard time with that when our boys would play, you know, in other States that really, was like, oh, Minnesota just does it right. Did yeah, well, like, they uh, play in Minnesota? What's that? Did they play in Minnesota at all? Yeah, all, all three of my boys played. I have a goalie and I have two skaters. Um, we moved away when they were 15, um, but my they played for Blaine. Um, my oldest played double A. My um, young, my middle, my goalie played A. Um, I think double A one year as well, too. Yeah, so they, they loved it. And our youngest has been skating. They've all been on the ice since they were two. So now we even have hockey here in Tampa. It's it's very different. <laughs> it's not the same like lifestyle, but it is certainly. I mean, it's it's a part of them, so they didn't want to give it up. You, you said that they're um, highlighting that Minnesota just does hockey differently. Like I come from Canada, where like hockey is our NFL up there. I tell this to like right. all of our sports fan guests too. Like you see ninety percent or eighty percent, you know, NFL content on your sports center. We see eighty percent hockey. Like it's just that's just the flip in Canada. But moving yeah. to Minnesota here this year, it's just it's its own unique thing, and it's so special. And I went to the my first state uh, high school hockey tournament yeah. this year, and it was it was incredible. And like I'm a huge World Junior guy, I'm a huge Memorial Cup guy, you know, uh, CHL hockey up in Canada. This yeah. is something special, and like it's it's on par, or I mean, it is more unique than those because it's just it's a whole different thing. But it has that special magic to it, and like it's it's almost un undescribable. Like you just have to be there to really like get it. Yeah, and you kind of become like a hockey snob if like you move away. Well, obviously not for you for Canada because you're like the mecca of it. But like living in other places, like especially down here, you're kind of like it's hard not to be like a snob about it. Like that's not what we do, but okay. Like the celebrating after nine goals in youth hockey, you know, the other two are like, no, it's just not etiquette. Like I think the <laughs> etiquette is a big deal that in other States, like they are just like the, the discipline is not there. So it's just different, but it is hard. You're like, all right, just calm down. We're in Florida, <laughs> but it, it definitely is so different. For sure. Yeah. And th- We'll get into gopher talk now then, but first make the rounds quick. What's everyone drinking? We'll start with you, Allie. 
So I'm drinking actually one of my favorite beers ever. Um, this is by Florida Avenue Brewing. They're here out of Tampa. And this is called Luminescence. It's a hazy IPA. It is my absolute favorite hazy. Um, well, it's I have top four that like rotate each other. It depends on my mood. But this one I really love. 7% ABV. Um, I don't know the IBUs on this one, but it is incredibly good. It's very juicy. This brewery is just really cool. They make a crap ton. Um, and so I love a lot of their beers. It's not just this one. Um, so that's that's on my lineup. And then I have a Shells for later um, because, of course, I had to have a Minnesota beer. And Shells sent me an amazing package. I have not tried this one. Maybe you guys have. It's called Fresh Prince IPA. <laughs> oh, yeah. nice. I love I the can. I don't think I've had this one. So I'm excited. They sent me a whole nice package. Um but yeah, I love Ben Paddle too. I love a, and Surly Brewing, my favorite. Like I just love so many Minnesota beers, but I can't get very many of them down here. So it's kind of, they have to send them for me to drink them. There you go. Right. Like, like how Minnesota does hockey, they do craft beer incredibly right. as well. A hockey or hoppy, what do you have uh, on tap? Uh, so I kind of spun the other direction and went with uh, kind of playing off of the interview we dropped on Monday for everyone with Joe Smith, kind of doing the preview of how to enjoy Tampa with hockey. Nice. We've got the high alive from cigar oh, city. Had to go that route. Um, very popular brewery and beer. Like this is the only one that I know you can pretty much get across the country. Yeah. It's not my style personally. Like I definitely mm -hmm. like it. It's a good beer, but I'm more like the hazy new England IPA where this right. is a little bit more like, Kind of got the multi characteristic to it, but too overpowering, right? I like it, but Ali, I mean, you talk a little bit here just about Cigar City Brewing. Uh, Cigar City Brewing, um, they have been around for a very long time here. They were actually bought out, they're not AB owned, they were bought out in 2016, I think, by Oscar Blues, and then they sold on to someone else. Um, but I will say, I heard from a little bird, I won't give the details on that. They have their hands in a lot of the craft brewery scene here in Tampa. So you still get a lot of that old school, like Cigar City um, vibe that people loved before they were bought out, which their stuff is still great. Um, I mean, everything highlight is on every tap here. That's a that's just to me like a very traditional IPA. But you're right. Very multi, very orangey. Um, it's just a, a little bit different. It's definitely not a New England or hazy. Um, but Cigar City has a huge presence here, and they are very well respected, even despite you know not being technically craft anymore. I should say, um, but they are. Yeah, they make great. They make a high low, which is a session IPA, which I actually like Ooh. better. You might like that. It's a little lighter, um, and that that one's really really good too. They make a lot of good stuff. Florida Man, they make one called Florida Man that is. I'm mm -hmm. excited for that one. <laughs> That's a double IPA. That is so good, and it drinks so easy. Like it's really and, good. And the name is just too good. We actually our, our only tie to Florida here is the maniac Brandon Duhame, and we. Uh, didn't last very long because we uh, just got sidetracked. But for a while, we tried to come up with a new Florida man story every week that <laughs> could reasonably be Brandon Duham. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Florida man stuff. Oh, it's crazy. Like, it's funny. It's a more of the panhandle. I've never ran into a true Florida man here in Tampa. But I will say, you you up to the panhandle, you're gonna hit, you're gonna you're gonna meet some Florida men. Uh, it's definitely a different vibe up there. Tampa, we're more metro cool, like you know. There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> so I'm drinking a Drecker Brewing uh, lactose double IPA, and I wanted to bring a Drecker on the show because the only other Minnesota uh, beer review on your uh, beer channel, which we'll get into here in a moment, Ali, was on Drecker. I mentioned Bent Paddle uh, is where I first like saw your content, and I know Drecker's not 
in Minnesota, but like it's it's lumped it's lumped into like the Minnesota beer right. scene here. Um, this one's called Thor is my co-pilot, uh, lactose uh, double IPA. It's super fruity, super juicy. Like you would not you would not guess it's a double IPA. You'd not guess that it's pushing nine percent because wow. of like how easy this thing drinks. But like it is a juice bomb. It is thick. I'm more of a like a West Coast IPA guy. I like the the pininess to it. That's yeah. not to say I don't enjoy a juice bomb as well. I'm just a little less picky than my co-host here. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but no, this is awesome. So cheers all around, everybody. Cheers. Thanks. Uh, Thanks for jumping on again, Allie. And uh, again, this is just so cool that you're like as much, maybe even more of a craft beer junkie oh, than we her, are. Yeah. So good. A director makes one called Brains. And oh, yeah. that was like the first, I think, negative review I did. And I felt bad. But I could not get past the fact that they made it literally the color of freaking brains. I was like, why would you do that? <laughs> I'm like, stop it. I'm like, now I can't freaking drink this because all I'm thinking about is brains. So I remember doing that review and I'm like, look, I'm keeping my channel honest, but I wish I could go back now, like not just maybe close my eyes. Cause I bet you the flavor was amazing. Cause it was like blackberry. Yeah. I think it might've been a sour, but yeah, it's a popular one by Drecker. So That's what cool. was the brains that we had recently, Hoppy? That was, it was really good, but like, you can't oh. even really call it a sour or a beer. It's its own thing. Like it is alcohol in a smoothie. <laughs> yeah. one, it was monkey tail because it yes. was like the chocolate banana peanut butter or something. And oh my God. Was it was so good. Wow. Yeah. That's it See, y'all got the cold weather for that. I feel like I can't have those thick ones down here in the heat. <laughs> that is Honest, true. that that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> in the in the last days of fall, I think it came came out here when it started to get a little crisp and cool. So it kind of it kind of fit, but it literally tasted like a milkshake. Just wow. it had alcohol in it. So yeah, Drecker does things a little different. Um, yeah, that's cool we, though. That's like we give him props. Awesome. I love that. I love when breweries stretch limits. And sometimes you try and you're like, eh, that didn't really work for me, but. It's cool, right? Like that's the fun thing about craft beer, getting to try something that someone else hasn't done, you know? And so that's that's the exciting part, I think. Yes. It's very exciting that it can literally expire <laughs> and like poisonous expire, not just beer expire on the shelf, but shout out to Drecker. <laughs> All right, let's get back to hockey talk. Uh, you two are the big Gophers fans. I'm new to college hockey fandom, but we talked about how special high school hockey is in Minnesota, college hockey. And in particular, the golden freaking gophers are something special as well. So, Hoppy, take it away. Let's get into some gophers talk. Well, Nisha discounts himself, too, because coming to Minnesota, <laughs> uh, when he moved, he very much said, like, oh, I'm from Canada. I'll cheer for the Beavers. I'll be a Bemidji fan. I'm like, yeah, that's so typical. But I, I took him to the game at Mariucci this year where North Dakota was in town. And it took all of, like, 15 minutes for him to look at me and be like, not only am I a gopher fan, I'm even more convinced that I just hate North Dakota. Oh, it's the worst. I used to not even bring my young kids there. My husband would be like, we're going to go again. I'm like, to North Dakota? I'm like, don't take the boys there. They're, they're it's crazy. crazy. They're absolutely it's crazy. crazy. And yeah, like you, it, that's, see, that's how you knew. You were, you were in the zone with us because you could see the crazy in North Dakota. Oh, they they were fun. literally, they were right in front of us swearing at us. And we were just talking okay. about the plays and they're like, can you shut the fuck up? We're like, oh, right. damn. <laughs> they're nuts. They're fucking psycho. And yeah, I can't stand North Dakota. You know, oh, I, love it. I, I can't stand them at the same time as I so much appreciate that they exist because that rivalry, right. like I wouldn't want anything different. Like uh, Gage Osmus, who uh, does content for our friends at 10K Takes, former captain for North Dakota, he like 
the second that the Gophers posted that tweet saying like, so great that uh, Fargo could host this, you know, North Dakota, so gracious as hosts. And uh, we know they had a lot of time on their hands, whatever. And like, yeah, I love that. Hands, like, oh, classless, typical Gophers, whatever he retweeted. He's like, this is exactly what I want. Like if it was tables turned, I would want us to do the exact same thing. That's what makes it. this rivalry great. Like the hate runs so thick and that's what makes it right. so fun. Oh yeah, I retweeted that one too. That was good. I was like, damn, that was like actually tweeted. That was pretty sick. I loved it. Yeah, no, it's it's true. It's such a, a rivalry. And it's uh it's really like it keeps, like you said, it just that whole that I think what bothers me too is all like there's a lot of Minnesotans up there. Like I it's kind of like the Packer Viking thing, right? Like oh you God. have people who are Packer fans that are literally live in Minnesota. I'm like, why? Like, what are you doing? You have the same thing up there, and it's super annoying. Well, I mean, the answer is easy. North Dakota and Wisconsin are insufferable places to live. Right. They, they come from there. Like They've grown up in that culture and they're like, well, no, we want to live somewhere that doesn't suck. And that's why we're invaded by our border enemies. <laughs> I know. It's such an issue up there. Like, I always wonder, I'm like, you don't really feel that with like Florida and like neighboring. You're like, oh, it's so interesting that it's like a legit thing up there. Like Wisconsin, Minnesota, and the Badgers too. That's another problem. Well, it's going to become a bigger problem now that they got Mike Hastings. Yeah. That scares me. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, but but so yeah. to, to the Gopher fandom, I know like you regularly try and get out to some of the games each year. I know this yeah. year you went to Notre Dame, but like, is that something like, do you pick like one or two games every year or how do you go about that? Yeah, we do. We pick it usually one or two games. It's usually in the January. Um, like your prior, we went to Ohio. So we've, We've gone, um, you know, we try to see them on the road at least once, but if we can do more, even better, but we definitely want to always see them on the road and we go. Um, and now this was so cool that the frozen forest happens to be in Tampa and we live here now. And I'm like, it's just meant to be like, I feel like I'm like, there's no way this is not going to happen. So we, the minute we, they, you know, they won and we knew they were advancing. Uh, we bought like 20 tickets on the, I was like, I, I want to know is I want to be behind the bench. So we had to buy all of them just to ensure that we can be behind the bench. So I don't know where I'm going to be seeing you. And I might hop from like BU's bench to um, Gophers. We'll see how it is. But yeah, we, we are super excited about that. I love it. I, mean, I can't I, like to be here in Tampa is just like, if they actually win that shit here, I'm going to like blow up. It's going to be amazing. So cool. And I mean, yeah. let's get into it though. Fargo regional. How nervous were you both in the early parts of the Canisius game and throughout the St. Cloud game? Like, were you, when did you settle in and be like, okay, I think this is going to be okay? Well, I feel like I've never, I never lose faith in the Gophers. It's like, okay, you know how like the Vikings always let us down. And I always feel like, you know how like the Yankees, they always pull something off or something. You're like, some crazy thing happens. I'm like, that happens for the Gophers all the time. And I'm like, it could be one minute left. I'm like, we still got it. <laughs> we got it. We're good. We're good. Like I never lose faith in them. And so sometimes, you know, parts of me are like, well, I at least want to see like a Minnesota team there then if, if it wasn't going to be us, you know, but then I'm like, no, fuck that. Like it's us. This is our year. <laughs> and so I never lost faith. I actually felt really good this whole year. I mean, in that line, you know, with Snuggerud, Cooley, Nyes, like it's just unreal. Like it's arguably the best line in college hockey if, if it is, you know, and um, to me, it just, I just feel like it's our year and I'm so excited that, you know, that would be really cool for Nyes, you know, especially going out on this and then making his way up to, my enemies, but I still will support him there. I still will be happy to see him do well there. But yeah, it's going to be hard being a Bruins fan. It's going to be hard to have him up there. 
Yes, I hate Toronto so much. Yeah, I know. She agrees. But Ali, I say this to everyone who is in our corner. Like, I, I hate Toronto more than I love my mother. Like, I cannot <laughs> stand that that team at all. And it's because I'm from Western Canada, and my whole life we just get Toronto sports shoved down our throats. It's just like we we would like to know. I would like to know what like the random lacrosse team or curling team in northern saskatchewan is doing over the fucking blue jays oh, and the argonauts and the maple leafs please so right, right, right. Yeah, my hate That's runs deep yeah. i know and i'm gonna see him a lot you know and it is what it is like and it's hard though because i do still i usually try to you know like follow all the gophers you know where they go and yeah. kind of, i want them to do genuinely well and especially nice he's doing great things for the gophers mm-hmm. and but yeah i mean good for him but yeah shitty team <laughs> Yes. I love it. Agreed. You fit you you fit right in on this podcast. My goodness. I will say though, you've clearly been away from Minnesota for too long because you're right. Like you nailed it with the Vikings, with the twins. I'm never comfortable. Like <laughs> finally, finally, Gophers went up 3-1 against St. Cloud, and that's when I was like finally able to take a breath. But up until then, <laughs> I'm just convinced, I'm conditioned to believe that what can go wrong will. And he does in all of sports, except for the gophers. The gophers are our team. Like, I just feel like they're them, they have the magic. But yeah, it is. It is hard to be a Minnesota fan, and all my, I'm, you know, the only team I'm not a Minnesota, I'm a Bruins fan. But I love the Vikings, love the Twins. I'm not a massive fan of baseball. It's not like my favorite sport. I think it just lacks that energy for me. But I still love, you know, that's my team. But yeah, it's 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 pretty easy to be a Gopher fan. <laughs> I feel like everyone falls in love. We we've even got like some friends here we met. They're they're huge Bruin fans, and they don't get involved in college hockey very much. Um, and they're com- completely converted. They're completely nice. Gopher fans. We bought them tickets. We're like, you're going. Like, you're, <laughs> you love the Gophers now. And they're like, okay, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah, it, it says everything that like I posted after the Twins went two and zero. I'm like, the Twins are now on pace to go completely undefeated this season, and then <laughs> get swept by the Yankees in the first round. And yeah. everyone agreed. Like, no one, like there was no contention. They're like, yes, mm-hmm. this is our fate. It's always a fun ride, and then it's like, okay, that was fun. This is this is why we don't mm-hmm. care. Got it. Um, but so let's talk then about Tampa, right? <laughs> Obviously, backyard for you, but like you already mentioned it, you got like twenty tickets spanning the the benches. You <laughs> were pretty uh, vocal as soon as the game was over. Hey, let me know if you're actually serious about coming. We got tickets. Like, who's mm-hmm. in? Like. How did that develop? Like, is that something that you've been planning for a while? Or did you just like decide on the spot? Like, this would be fun. Yeah. Well, a couple of weeks ago, whenever I really started to like, see the, you know, like, okay, this is Tampa's coming up, whatever I, I wanted, I wanted to be packed with maroon and gold. And so I was like, I knew, I always knew that for my family, my father-in-law, my mother, my, my sons, their girlfriends, I always knew we were going to be getting at least 10 to 12 tickets for that. But then I was like, I really want to buy tickets for like my community um, because I have so many Gopher fans in, in my community, like a lot. And so I knew that, you know, if they were able to actually get here. So we decided a while ago, and I had made a promise and said, if we make it to Tampa, I'm buying tickets. I didn't know how many I was going to get. I ended up buying three extra sets plus a, a single seat because it was an accident. <laughs> Don't ask. I had a few beers. Um, <laughs> so I had, ended up having more sets and I had people message me, you know, and I just wanted to, I wanted to be like, I wanted to be gopher fans to be able to go because it's really cool. And I think like we talked about in the beginning, like hockey is everything in Minnesota. And this is, this is a bigger deal than like probably, you know, the wild winning this. I mean, this is a big deal for Minnesotans. And so I wanted to help with that and be a part of that. And so, yeah, we got, there's, we got people scattered all over. We got tickets everywhere. It's really cool. 
It's gonna be that nice. is awesome. And I mean, let's let's tie it in with the you know entrepreneurial OnlyFans angle. Like we see every like couple of weeks, there's some new video of someone that's sitting behind an NHL bench, like purely <laughs> to distract people, right? Like, oh, is, yeah. is there some kind of angle there? Like, what's the plan here for BU Gophers? Oh, there's some strategy there. Yeah, I uh, I go to a lot of games a lot, and I, I usually am on the glass, not always behind the bench because hard to get with NHL because they're already taken or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily available, but yeah, certainly there's strategy there. I know people in the in, in the industry with uh, you know media and outlets, so I'm sure there'll be something. But yeah, it's I don't I don't want to. I'm afraid to distract the Gophers. Like I don't want to be like I don't want to screw up their game. I'd almost <laughs> on the BU side. And just like be like, eh, you know, <laughs> just like, fuck you. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how I feel. It depends how many highlights I have. Because last time I had too many highlights at a game, I broke my jaw. So that that was an issue. But what, what's the story there? There's a story there. There has to be. <laughs> yeah, I was at a Bruins Lightning game, and oh, we're just like five up. You know, we're we're it's, we're killing it. We met friends. We're heading to the bar, so we're like, hell, let's just take the scooters to the bar. I'm like, yeah, oh, you know, no. seven highlights in. I get on the scooter. I don't know what possessed me. I just thought I could hop a curb and actually <laughs> face planted, broke my jaw. Of course, oh. the influencer me is live streaming it. Um, I'm like, look at this shit. And then I'm getting like banned because I have blood and gore on my oh, face. Oh my goodness. Like, wait, first she has like sexual content. Now she has blood and gore. <laughs> so it was, YouTube just hates you. <laughs> yeah, they really weren't a fan of me on Twitter or Instagram. But uh, yeah, so I ended up shattering my jaw. Oh my God. Like nine teeth. This was like in November. Um, but it is what it is. So yeah, I probably won't. I don't ride scooters drunk anymore. Well, so we did we did something similar. We were like basically brewery hopping in Minneapolis. It was my wife and I and like two other couples we were really good friends with. And she had that exact same moment, just didn't break her jaw. Like she's going to hear this and be like, OK, I guess it could have been worse. But like we're all riding along and like for whatever reason, her and one of my buddies were straggling behind. And all of a sudden she sees a cop car and panics and like sees the curb there. And she's like, all right, I can jump this. I can go around and like not have to go past the cop because she was like inexplicably worried <laughs> because she was drinking a little bit and scootering that that could be a problem. Like, you know how I, that think, is. You, I think you can get a DUI. I really do. Right. But she wasn't like that drunk. She was right. more just like, it's same thing when you see a cop in the rearview mirror, right? You're just like for a second, you're like, Oh mm-hmm. shit. Like, am I okay? Did I do anything wrong? Do I need to worry? And she had that panic moment and tried to jump the curb and just tabletop over the top Ooh. of it oh my God. right into the road. Yeah. I, man it's it's nightmare it, with a jaw you know healed what is what it is the scar is actually wonderful it was all the teeth that i broke like i felt like a like a hockey player i was like i'm missing teeth after a hockey game this is this is kind of epic but no it was a problem and it, it was it's still a problem <laughs> so i definitely have to be careful with that but after the gopher game if we went i don't know i mean i might hop on a scooter i might have to do it Tell you what, scooter scooter parade if the Gophers win. There you go. <laughs> that, I mean, that takes me to the next point then. Like, what do you have planned? Like, is there anything in the works for, like, where Gopher fans are talking about meeting up for pregame, for postgame, whatever? Yeah, well, I wanted to do um, – I've been reaching out to some people. I want to do a lot of podcasting. I want to help with that. It's hard being OnlyFans. You know, I think there's a, a little bit, it, it is difficult sometimes to, some people, it's not the, the host themselves, but they obviously have people they answer to and that can't bring necessarily a girl in that does that. And I get that. So I don't really know. I know I'm going to have like, we're going to, it's going to be, you know, my whole family's going to, so that's going to be a lot of fun afterwards. 
I think what's going to happen is um, family's going to go home and my husband and I and, and maybe our older adult children are going to go out and just like find gopher fans and rally people together and go bar hopping and nice. scooter riding and have a good time. Because <laughs> I have faith that we're, we have tickets for both games. Like we bought them for both. So oh, I'm like, oh, I. I got both. I'm, I'm ready to go. Otherwise, we might be online like, okay, we got tickets. Do you want to see whoever it is that made it? We might be giving those away or selling those because sure. we, we have like a lot of tickets for both games, which is going to be crazy. But I, I know we're going to be there. I, I actually think it might be um, a Minnesota-Michigan game. And I actually think for fan-wise, that would be amazing. I think, I mean, it would be a harder thing for us, but I think it's it would be really cool. Hoppy's on the same page. Championship that everyone deserves. It really is. Yeah. That would be a pretty epic game. It'd be very close, very good. Yes, and any like conflict for you then with the the Boston ties going up against Minnesota? Like, is there any like lingering like I feel bad that I'm cheering against Boston? Um, uh, no, not at all. Because I've never been a Boston like college fan. Only thing in Boston, I don't even like the Pats. Like, I only team I'm, I've always gone for is the Bruins. Um, so it doesn't even affect me now. You know, if the Wild are doing amazing, and then there could be a matchup there down the road, but I don't know. That that would be hard. My husband and I talk about that all the time. I'm like, let's not have a domestic. Let's not. Do <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's like obviously it's like your team's losing if the Minnesota Wild somehow beat them, right? But it's like after that, it's like you can kind of put that aside and be like, well, I at least can follow my second favorite team. It's not the it's right. not the worst thing. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. That would be the only thing that would be a little weird. But otherwise, yeah, I don't, be, I don't damn care about them guys. <laughs> Love it. Um, all right. Well, let's talk a little bit more beer here. Like, like I said, you, you know your craft beer. What what uh, caused you to become a craft beer lover? How did you fall in love with craft beer? Uh, so I actually fell in love with craft beer in Minnesota. And I think it um, started with a lot of Surly's beers um, early on. And, and I it's kind of interesting how that came about because during the pandemic, you know, fast forward, I've always loved craft beer during that time, but around the pandemic, I had created an Instagram and I was just reviewing craft beers, just kind of like me and a camera phone, like nothing, nothing major. Um, and it was people from there that were like, you should start an OnlyFans. And I was like, what the fuck is that? you know, I just ignored that quite, I mean, probably for a year and a half, people said you should start OnlyFans. And so of course, you know, I ended up so doing that started that. Yeah, during pandemic. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I did start in the pandemic. And I think that was a lot because you know, we were in Boston and everything was locked down. You couldn't do anything. It was like you sat at home, you had craft beer, you, you know, were on social media more. Um, and so I ended up, you know, at, at one at some point starting an OnlyFans and it, it took off like astronomically. It was unbelievable. Um, but, you know, once I kind of everything settled down, it, it was really cool for me to start tap that my show because it was kind of full circle, right? Because it's kind of how I started on social media. And then, of course, that morphed into something that really blanketed that where people didn't know that about me anymore. All they knew about is I was the nurse that lost her job and, you know, made a killing on OnlyFans. But the craft beer is like, now I got to do it like big time. I got to do it how I wanted it. We hired a team, we hired a videographer, editors and everything. And I was like, this is so cool, you know, and, and even next season, we're, we're going to be traveling more instead of just having, um, you know, beer come to us and such like that. We're actually going to go to more breweries and stuff across the country. It's going to be really cool. So it, it was full circle for me. And so craft beer has always been something I've loved. It's just, I never had the opportunity to make it into more of like a show that I have to now, which is really cool. Nice. Yeah, and then, we'll no, go we'll ahead, have to you. like either, if you come out to Minnesota, we'll take you on oh, the tour. Yeah. We've got a lot of breweries that we're tight with, or I sent beer to Isha when he was on Vancouver Island. And that yeah. was 
just a whole ordeal. Me sending you beer in Florida once I get stuff from them, like that's a lot more reasonable. So we'll yeah. figure something out regardless to help uh, promote some of our good friends out here. But yeah, definitely. Because I, the whole channel is about promoting craft beer. I every now and then. I'll do some that I know are AB owned and I don't realize it till I'm there. I'm like, oh, damn, you know, I don't really want to give <laughs> a lot of attention to the big timers, you know, because that's not what the channel's about. But there's some that just deserve it. They're just good beer, you know, and I, I that happens sometimes and people send it to me and what have you. But um, certainly I love featuring small craft beer that people don't know about. I, I think it's really cool. So where's the place that you want to go most? Like what's on your bucket list of like, I want to go here and try all the breweries? Asheville, North Carolina. So definitely want to everybody says that everybody, everybody says that it's Asheville or Portland, not Oregon, but Maine. Maine. Yeah, that area too. Yeah, the Pacific Northwest. Um, we spent some time in Boise for a little bit and obviously got familiar with a lot of those Pacific Northwest beers. Um, and that was really cool. But Asheville, North Carolina just keeps coming up. Everyone talks about it um, and how it's just a great scene for that. And so we definitely want to get there. And it's so close for us. I mean, we, we totally could. We just haven't put it into action, but. 100%. I mean, and even Sierra Nevada, um, not necessarily, I, I think there's technically still craft It's very big craft. Uh, they have a massive facility out there that I just want to check out period because the best facility I've come across is Surly. Surly's awesome. I mean, it's huge. It's got all the yard games and the upper and lower levels. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty built up in Asheville. I will say went to Austin, was not impressed with the beer scene in Austin. Like I actually went to probably 12 to 15 breweries there. And I didn't mm -hmm. care for maybe one or two. It was kind of weird. Have you done Treehouse? No, I haven't done Treehouse. But I, I've, I've had, well, I think I've had Treehouse for sure. But I haven't gone to their brewery or anything, no. Fair. We, we've got a guy that uh, from Boston, very, very, very Boston. <laughs> and he covers uh, Minnesota Wild Prospects for us on one of our shows. And he, like, only drinks Bud Light. Like he's pretty, just like keep it simple, like go to a dive bar, go, go to the drop and have some uh, cheap beers. Right. And even he's like, dude, Treehouse is different. Yeah. I mean, I've heard wonderful things about Treehouse. I, I like, I've been to quite a few breweries in Rhode Island, you know, when we lived up there. Um, I like a lot of places up there. And then I just was on a radio show and they were recommending some. So I have to look at my list, but there's just so many. I don't know. It's like craft beers is you can never get old with it because they're always doing something new or unique or trying something new. And I don't know. It's just it's like the fun of it for me. I think it's probably what wine tasters go through, right? Like when they're trying different wines and things like that. I just craft beer is just and I'm big into the artwork. Like I like to look at the cans. I like to like, oh, this is pretty sick. You know, I don't know. I think there's there's a lot of fun there, too. So this is fair. no, I'm. I'm totally on that train as well, which is why like Drecker always does like unbelievable stuff. Yeah. Uh, here are friends at, uh, at Lupulin. This is actually their THC seltzer, but you can see how crazy their, uh, <laughs> their oh, can yeah. art is as well. Oh, um, if they have any left too, we'll have to get you, uh, one of oh, our yes. flows from Lupulin, which, uh, actually they did not design. My wife did. Nice. Yeah, I think that's the other cool thing about it's like so small business because you have like the craft beer in itself is an art. And then there's now they're actually getting like actual artists to design the labels and the yep. cans. And then they're getting to promote themselves on there. So it's just really cool. I love that. I love so actually this connects uh, this connects actually pretty good given uh, our guest here. The can artist at Lupulin, um, who actually is like that is his job. They don't they don't commission like different artists. Like he his job is their 
their designer. Right. He he has a fun game um, where he he actually hides penises and vaginas in. <laughs> certain can arts and uh and on certain cans and it's like it's it's fun for well the beer drinkers who now know that yeah. little tidbit and uh and some of the employees to find them and there may or may not be one hidden on uh, our beer can over there as well that so that's well cool. actually oh we'll, well after this we'll send you the link to because we did a podcast with them recently um for them promoting their big beer week that just happened uh last month mm-hmm. where they have a whole week eight days of beers like above 10 percent uh barrel aid stuff ipas that just drop like every day throughout um that uh, event that they do and so yeah. we did some content with them promoting that and him telling that story we got some video content out of it as well um right in front sitting right in front of a huge mural of one of the one of the can art pieces which uh, with with the, just a fat fucking penis on this guy's <laughs> tattooed on this guy's arm so yeah we'll send you that because i think you'll you'll get a kick out of it for yeah sure. that's cool that's actually i love that that's like a like a where's waldo where's the penis <laughs> but think, hoppy actually suggested well like we, we should commission, you know, like a, a fun adult content book, which is actually where's dildo and have that yeah. in all this beautiful can art and just have one, you know, subtly hidden there. I think, uh, I think we can actually find a market for that. I think good. I think that's actually funny. That's like, you know how they have the adult coloring books, you know, it's yes. like, the, like the where's Waldo before adults, where's the dildo. <laughs> and like, and part of the branding would be adult coloring because it's already kind of like, that's kind of a meme now. Cause it's just like hipster adults literally right. coloring, you know, stoned. This would be like, it's an adult coloring book, but a, but a different, a different type of adult okay. coloring book. <laughs> I love it. That's freaking great. That's cool. I love it. Well, continuing on the adult train, like you mentioned, right? People are all of a sudden like, oh, you should just start an OnlyFans. And you're like, what is this? And like, I'm kind of on the same page right now. Like, I'm very aware of OnlyFans. I I, I get the idea of it, but I've never engaged. So like, what, how would you characterize or explain to people like what OnlyFans is? Well, I think what's really awesome about it is that you really can make it whatever you want. So most people know of it. That's where, you know, people are dropping porn and and stuff of that nature. Um, People can make whatever they want of it. I mean, honestly, it could be a fan club for beer if you really wanted whatever you feel like you could charge subscribers for to see your content kind of works like a Patreon. But most Commonly, it's used for um, creators to be able to post more explicit content that you can't post like on Instagram and and things like that. So for us, when it first started, um, you know, we're huge Chivers, too. We love the Chive community. And that was a big part of our back to the Chive. Let's go. (laughs) I just went to headquarters a couple months ago. Oh, my God. Like, I'm obsessed with everyone there. I love that place. Um, But I got really involved in the Chive and they have like their Chivettes and things like that. And so that was a big portion of the community that was telling us to start it. And we started posting, you know, I was posting just top of stuff that, and I think it just kind of escalated, but honestly I posted like maybe five things. And then I was like, this is weird. Like nobody's going to pay for this shit. You know? And I think I put the phone away. If I remember correctly, two weeks later, I think my husband was like, you should log back in and see so what, what happened with that OnlyFans. I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm logging back in. There's like freaking $8,000. I'm like, Oh, Okay. Damn. I was like, okay, well, honey, honey, we need to, we need to look at this. So I was like, this, this might be something we want to pay attention to. Cause that was with no effort. Um, we were kind of like blown a freaking way. And so I think it kind of gravitated to where it is. And then, you know, people would say, do you have any videos of you and your husband? And we'd look at each other. I'm like, well, yeah, but no, we're not showing anybody. that. <laughs> like, that's like a 45 second thing, like on your phone. Like, what would we do with that? And I think we started just sending it to people and then people wanted more. And then it just, 
So it's kind of what you make of it. And now it's like, I think from the beginning, I always said like, I don't categorize myself as a porn star. I'm not sleeping with other people. I'm basically giving a peek into my private sexual life. And so it's like tripod in the corner, whatever's happening is literally what was already going to happen. And so it became very like easy to make content because it was like, take it or leave it. You're going to love it. Some people are going to probably bitch like, oh, I don't like the lighting. I'm like, whatever, but it's not (laughs) production. It's just my life. Um, And so that's what we did. And then of course it took off. Um, and then, uh, you know, we never really thought about it getting this big, you know, with Barstool and stuff, picking it up and all this stuff that happened and people at my work, I was an ICU nurse, found out what I was doing. Um, and I, I was devastated, obviously. I didn't, this was like our private secret, you know, I was like, what are we doing? Like, I'm a fucking hockey mom. Like, what am I doing? Because trust me, I ask myself all the time, like, is it, what the fuck is wrong with us? Like, I'm literally posting news online, um, but it just became such a natural thing. It was kind of fun, right? It was kind of liberating. And, um, you know, they found out and I ended up losing my job. That's a very long story and a, and a big deal. And that that's where shit really propelled because, you know, then there was no turning back once everybody knew what I was doing. And, and we had already, what God, we got very, very wealthy off that very quick. I mean, I didn't need to be working, but I never looked right. at it as something permanent. You know, I always looked yeah. at it as like, this is crazy money, but this shit ain't going to last forever. And I didn't really understand the business aspect of it then. And and so I, but once I lost my job, it, it became priority. It was like, okay, mm. now we're okay. We're, we're porn stars. <laughs> That's what we're doing. And it became like a business. And, you know, obviously I've, I've always had very entrepreneurial mind. And so that, you know, worked out well for me, but yeah, it was, it's really wild how it happened. I mean, I always tell people, I truly was a hockey mom in the suburbs and it just, the pandemic, I'm telling you, the pandemic, people were wilding out. I mean, we were wilding out <laughs> in five crazy years. Times, crazy times. And, uh, you know, whatever, it worked out for me. But, yeah, it's it's wild. I still sometimes wake up and think, this is nuts. Like, where the hell is my life right now? That's what happened so quickly. That That's what's crazy about that story, too, right? It's like you jumped on the – well, both of you, you and your husband, jumped on that opportunity. And I'd, I'd imagine that mindset, too. You're like, maybe when the world gets back to normal, things will – level out a little bit i'm sure you have a a loyal fan base now and everything like that and again that that fucking sucks about you know what happened working uh in the hospitals and stuff because again it is your private but semi not private because it's on the internet but behind a paywall you know you should have every right to to create content how you see fit i get i guess from a pr standpoint people just aren't living the online life yet and don't really understand you know that that's a thing that people do and it's a huge revenue uh stream but uh yeah that's just crazy that it happens so fast like i didn't i didn't even realize that like you you guys started i guess in that industry now um just a few years ago oh yeah just during the pandemic it was and that's the problem too i think a lot of people like to judge but it's like all right you're right if this was like oh we made 600 bucks this month which is still great money because you know it pays a good that pays a car note or half of a mortgage or whatever it may be that was would have been really cool. But I mean, we're talking, I got up to like 50,000 a month very quickly. And it's like, people judge. I'm like, do not like, you have no clue what that feels like to come into that kind of money when you're a nurse and my husband's worked at the airlines and you're basically paycheck to paycheck. Like this is like, it's a bigger decision than just, Oh, that's bad. I can't do that. It's like, Oh, I can't have 50 K. You know I mean? Well, 
yeah and and like you said for you it, it was like fun liberating it's not yeah. like you're just hopping on trends and doing like shitty trend content like it, it's out there it's it's you know for lack of a better word exciting my question is um like once it, you guys realize okay this has to become a job now like this is the revenue income there's it's not something on the side that's making us a lot of money and we're having fun doing it like is that when you guys change things up business wise as far as like doing more things like different youtube channels streams did you guys hire a new production team did that production team are they working on some of your other stuff as well like your your beer content and stuff like that what happened when you realized okay this this is the income stream and we're going all in um, so we, I still, uh, we don't have anyone that films us. Um, we want it to be very candid, non-produced. So it's still literally an iPhone in the corner. I mean, we have a, a nicer camera that we put up ourselves, you know, what have you, but, um, it's not, it's not, we don't have anyone that films us sexually for OnlyFans content. I do everything myself, but when that shift happened, I think I realized, um, it's a business now, and this is a matter of marketing. Um, and I think yeah. there's a part of us that's quite realistic that, there's a million and one boobs online. Like, let's be real. You can get free porn. This is people's biggest argument is, oh, porn's free. Why do people pay for this? Because they're not paying for the porn. They're paying for the person, the experience, the personality. Maybe they love that I love hockey. Maybe they love that I love beer. You know, whatever that connection is, it's no different than you having a favorite sports player. You know, it's just someone you you like that person. Yeah. And so we realized, like, I can't survive off this just posting nudes like this. Ha I have to show people who I am. And that's very hard for a lot of people in this industry to do and be vulnerable and do that because you are putting yourself out there. But that's why I started just, you know, making to say, oh, okay, I love beer. I love hockey. I just started being myself online and I actually stopped promoting that. I had it. I felt like enough people know I have my page. They know where to click. They know how to find it. I don't need to be like every day, you know, subscribe to me, subscribe to me. And I felt like I would see that in other creators. I'm like, that's just tacking. It wasn't my vibe. And so for me, we just clicked with that. And I actually have a video on my OnlyFans from probably week four where I wrote and I was like, I don't know why you're here. I was like, I hope you love everything. I'm just going to be me. If you love it, you love it. If not, you don't subscribe. I get it. But, and I have stayed true to that every time. Like I'm just literally giving my life. And I think that's when, for us, that's the business behind it. And that's my business model is to be myself in other avenues and don't always promote it. It can't be first, you know what I mean? It has to be kind of like second. Yeah. Otherwise it looks desperate. Well, and it's crazy to me though, because you're like such a more magnified and like polarizing version of myself. Like there's maybe two people I work with that know that I do this podcast because I'm worried, like, I don't want my reputation like with like, there are some episodes that we drink more than others. Like we get a little right. tuned up and there's swearing and we're pretty like fast and loose with what we do. And like for you, it's just on a totally different level. Like right. you're, you're a nurse, you're like yeah. doing content, like you said, that like is going to drive in more criticism, but a mom, like, yeah, the mother stuff I always that, get. That was what I was going to get into though. That's like, obviously we saw what happened professionally and it's, I mean, obviously worked out. Like you've, you've really done a great job of growing what you do. What was it like though, from a family perspective, like you've got older sons, they've got girlfriends, mm -hmm. like what's that dynamic look like when you take this like full pivot into this is my profession? Well, that was very nerve wracking. Um, I remember the day that um, things were starting to get out and I, you know, looked at my husband, I thought, our boys, well, they're now they're 21, 19 and 13, but it's like, they were at that point, 17, 18, 19, whatever. And it was kind of like, 
they follow Barstool. They follow the chat. They follow this stuff. Like, what is it going to be like when they see mom come across? I mean, even if they would have seen me like in a hockey jersey, but even just seeing mom as an influencer online would have yeah. been like, what the fuck? Like, she's a nurse. What's happening here? So, um, you know, we decided and we had to act quick to talk to the two older boys. Um, and we took them to dinner and we kind of just like a couple shots back. And my husband and I, were <laughs> each other, I'm like, you, I, I started this conversation. You know, we were fucking nervous. And no, I imagine. Boys, oh, yeah. And I was like, so, you know, I've been doing a little bit of modeling. I'm like trying to make it, you know, like, <laughs> like tiptoeing around it. <laughs> I'm like, you know, and, um, and I want to like, I wanted to branch a little bit that maybe some of it may have been racy because I wanted to, I wanted to let them know. I just I wanted to get it off our chest, you know, so that everybody was on the same page. So I'd say like, you know, I'm modeling lingerie for Rihanna now because I was at that time I had a, a partnership with Fenty, I mean, with Savage X and literally our middle son, as he's eating his fucking, you know, burger, he's like, are you guys on OnlyFans? And we're just looking at each other and we're like, first thing I thought was, thank God he knew what OnlyFans was. Cause that was the other problem, right? It's like, okay, then you finally tell your kids, Hey, we're on OnlyFans. But then they're like, well, what's that? And then you have, then you have to be like, okay, explain what that, yeah. Well, that is, this will be fun. But he knew, and he's like, yeah, I fucking knew it. He's like, I mean, <laughs> he's like the money. He goes, we got Christmas this year was out of control. He was like, he knew smart was kid, like, smart he kid. Was like the vacations. He's like, come on, we ain't stupid. And so me and my husband kind of laughed. We all took a drink, and the boys at that time, they're like, you know what, honestly. I said, look, it's only with your friend, dad. I'm not doing things with other people. And that was a big concern of mine. I didn't want them to think like I was cheating on their dad or hiding it from their dad or something weird. Cause we do this together. Um, and they were like, it is what it is. Y'all are, you know what? I respect your decision to do what you're going to do. And they were totally fine. They were just like, it is what it is. They kind of laughed about it. We all finished our meal and it actually made life a lot easier with them. And then not literally two days later, Barstool ran a huge feature and my son's in the car and he gets a snap story. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so glad we told them because see that would have been our biggest fear. Yeah, yeah. Like, Mom, you told me you were gonna do this, but like really, like this quick, like this oh, pops so up on my feet immediately. Was, but it it's, it's so like, well, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna buy me frozen four tickets, you're gonna get me a car, like okay, I approve. Yeah, but then yeah, we you know, the youngest he he knows that I'm Ali Ray, he knows that I'm a TikToker and influencer, but he doesn't understand the full extent of what's going on and, and that that conversation is approaching quickly like i i actually brought it up multiple times this month like he's getting older he's almost 14 like this is getting we we're gonna have to figure it out and it just sucks it's not gonna be easy but it is what it is and i think we want to promote you know like that we have a great marriage we're secure enough in our marriage to do this this is not for everyone not a lot of marriages no. could handle this type of thing um and that you know we're just sharing this part of our life and I, and it is weird and, and i can't make it normal but it is what it is um and i i think they love us enough to be like you guys do you and because we support them in everything they want so um fingers crossed on that conversation <laughs> but <laughs> It, you know, it's what I'm dreading, but it, it is what it is. We're, we're very content with where we're at. Um, all of our family knows now. Um, I had to with the Dr. Phil episode. I knew a lot of like that older generation, like our parents and their friends would see it. And that was really, that was probably the biggest, whew, okay, everybody knows, you know, yeah. it felt good. So, yeah. So it's not that, yeah, that big secret anymore. And e hey, even more liberating now, I imagine. Yeah, it is. And. You know, not everybody, we've lost friends, but 
you know, this is life, right? And we're doing well. And this is what we're going to do. And our marriage is great. Our kids are happy. Everybody's happy. Like there's nothing changed in our household. So, um, you know, for us, it's, it's not that big of a deal, but the judgment is there. 100%. 2023 crazy times guys crazy times guys who who knew that like this this would be your guys's well i mean maybe not end game right now but like <laughs> this would be your guys's business right it's crazy. yeah i mean but now like i just said the boys are going to go for game we're excited there you <laughs> we're go. happy about that we're going to you know we're doing our thing and we're, we're being smart but we're having fun too and yeah so, so back to your back to your youtube channel what are some of your favorite and like on the beer stuff and we can talk about your your streaming stuff as well but uh what, what's your favorite type of content to produce do you like just the reviews do you like the the vlog reviews like going to the festivals and things like that or do you like the streams and clipping up that kind of stuff for your other youtube channel the alley ray what, what's your favorite type of content to produce outside of the the only fans I feel like um, there's so many, like, there's two different sides to me, you know what I mean? Two different parts to my brand. You know, sometimes it's very, like, my sexual side, and then it's obviously more, like, my fun, loving, like, I'm your best friend side. And so I really love, I love both. <laughs> They're obviously both fun, especially my sexual side's a lot of fun. That's really cool <laughs> to get paid to do. But um, I do love the reviews. I love, I love highlighting, honestly, the craft breweries. And I really... I'm kind of sad for craft beer for what happened during the pandemic and how many, how much momentum they had gained prior to that. And then the pandemic came and a lot of breweries suffered like a lot because they didn't have their, you know, their rooms weren't open and stuff. So the tap rooms. And so I really am glad to be able to try to get people excited about that. And I've converted a lot of people. A lot of people say they never had tried craft beer and now they do. So I really enjoy that. I do love the festivals mainly because I get to meet so many people and I get to try so many different beers outside my local area. Because a lot of those festivals, they have people from everywhere. And that, to me, is so cool. And I building those relationships is really cool. I think it's a little hard being a female in this space. Um, there's a lot of women now that are into craft beer. But as far as me trying to pioneer a channel like that, it's, it's definitely um, not easy. I don't know if people necessarily took me serious in the beginning. I think a lot of people thought, oh... She's got an OnlyFans. She's just trying to promote her OnlyFans. Like, no, I actually know my shit. Like, I actually know a lot about craft beer, and I've always loved craft beer. So that's been a little bit of a challenge, um, but I love it. It's so much fun, and I, I, I still I go to all the breweries locally. I'm always there. Um, but yeah, I would say definitely I like all of it. <laughs> no, well, for someone who like I work in YouTube consulting and things like that, like your channel checks every single box. You know, like thumbnail wise, being colorful, obviously, like you being an OnlyFans star probably honestly helps as far as getting everyone's yeah. attention to and click through rate and things like that. And you said that your stuff actually does really good on Facebook and other platforms. Like it's just YouTube just hates beer and is yeah. not right now in whatever in, in their evolution because it changes all the time. Like alcohol for whatever reason and we see it on our channel we post literally just raw podcast clips that will get 500 to a thousand views first day but anything we do with craft or craft breweries beer tours beers takes like a few days to even get up to like the hundred views then then up from there um and like i I had i had the name of the channel synced up here but i must have closed the tab on my phone but there's an example of there's this one um woman content creator who like very like provocative profile pictures of her like in the woods and things like that but like pretty much (laughs) half naked um and it's an asmr like camping like youtube channel but very much like she's the star of the show very good looking that's you know 
not right. quite nude because it's YouTube, but like that, that's what draws people in and hundreds of thousands of views, oh, of millions course. of subscribers. And what I thought like right away when, um, when again, we put the dots together that you were coming on the channel and I was like, Oh my God, that this is the Ali Ray who does this YouTube channel. I was like, that's so interesting that uh, even though you said like you, you've kind of separated both of the things that, you know, you, the beer side of things doesn't kick off, but asmr camping with an equally beautiful woman doesn't either so it's just interesting how like youtube works but uh, back to you separating your content that's interesting you say that because one of my questions was is it was it the game plan business wise to just like be on every platform whether it's you know your streaming content with the alley ray uh whether it's the beer stuff whether it's your instagram OnlyFans, whatever is it positive for your business to be everywhere or are you really trying to make that separation of like this is one side of the business this is the sexual side of the business um no it's actually it's amazing to be everywhere i mean that's marketing right there and if there's a platform i'm not on at least don't have a profile on with at least a couple posts i'd want to know about it i am everywhere and i literally mean that um i i definitely the name of the game for my business is views and exposure and so the more places i am the better Um, I do, I really struggled with tap that because I did, I really wanted people to take me seriously. And and it kind of sucked that I did have this side, which of course there's, it's a male audience and I'm probably getting subscribers off some of that. That's fine. But that was never my intention. Like not my ultimate goal. I wanted to be taken seriously and I really wanted to build that brand. And so part of me in the beginning, some of my thumbnails you'll see, didn't really put a lot of bikini on it. I tried to really like tone it down for the female audience. Um, and it still struggled and it is what it is, but I, you know, I, I wanted to separate it because I didn't want people to not be able to work with me on the beer side because right. I have this OF. So I do actually have two separate uh, LLCs, two separate trademarks, two se- I mean, everything is separate technically, but it's unfortunate. My story is so big with the Ali Ray side that anyone that does a simple Google is going to know what I, what I do and where the bulk of my income comes from. So that's kind of like a, kind of a bummer for me in that way. And that's why, you know, being on OFTV is, is nice. Um, they've really embraced it obviously because they're OF and I'm already a part of that. And that's a really good audience. But I think trying to build that craft beer, I don't know that people ever fully take me seriously, but I do believe in consistency. And I think, you know, a year or two from now when people look back and be like, all right, this chick is still making reviews. She is oh, still yeah. loving this. Like she's not kidding about this. Like I'm, I'm legit about it. And so that's been my biggest hurdle, but yeah, separating them in the beginning was something I really focused on, but now I'm kind of trying to just own it. I think at some point people are just going to get over it. People have only fans. I mean, everybody has an only, I mean, literally all these people have only fans now. And some people may not even be doing like explicit stuff. So. We're the only two who don't right now, to yeah. be perfectly honest. I think yeah. even the 10 K guys do as well. No. And you said there too, like, <laughs> Um, funny enough, out of all the professional sports that jumped on it, it was MMA, like MMA and, and bare knuckle boxing. Like OnlyFans is one of the biggest sponsors for BKFC, which is the biggest bare knuckle boxing promotion right. in the United States. Um, a lot various, um, fighters now, even in the UFC have been given exclusive contracts yeah. with OnlyFans, not to do anything sexual. And I'm some of them do like teetering the line stuff. And it's hilarious because it's just like, it's, it's an extra layer to their brand where they're like right. pretty that, you know, lack of a better term boring on the mic like prepping their fights but now a lot of them it's just like training videos that we sell through the platform so like you said it's just like a paywall app that we use and only fan gate only fans gave us a chunk of startup money to do it on like a three-year deal with that platform exclusively so like there's going to be stuff that you post here that's under a paywall and stuff that's aren't 
under whatever contract they have that you just won't post to Instagram, Twitter, and anything else that, that you own. And I found that fascinating that like, no joke. Like I'd say like a good, like 10% of the UFC roster has been given only fans um, right. contracts and that they're one of the biggest sponsors in regional fight promotion. So like you they said really, it there, like yeah. it started with like, okay, there's less rules on this app. So obviously this, the, the porn industry, the sexual content creators, it's, it's, it's the easiest, safest, and most lucrative spot. But now I feel like they're making a big push, especially with OnlyFans TV that you brought up, to just content creation all around. Like They, they really do want to rebrand, and that's going to be a real freaking hard rebrand because once you're known for that, I mean, that's like Pornhub yeah. trying to change. Um, they are known <laughs> for that, but they, they want to go public. Um, and I understand from a business perspective, um, and I think their end goal is to try to rebrand into more of that content creator, plat like that Patreon style, but obviously on a much different level. And that's, you know, part of the reason why I created wet space is I, I don't see the long term in this. I think it'll be harder for, um, for adult creators because it's hard to go public when you have that type of content and get investors and things like that. So that's where their struggle is. They're just so big now. That's their only option. And, and that's, that's what scared me as a creator. And like I said, why I created wet space. Um, but you're absolutely correct. They are really, the more they push and, and pay those fighters and get and switch the shift of type of content that's on their platform, they'll, they're going to try to rub away at that. that, that well, they'll just get a bunch of users. Cause then like, for example, like, like, Hoppy and I don't have accounts. Well, maybe now like we create accounts, they get more right. users because we want to follow X influencer. Maybe it's not even on, like I said, not even in the porn or right. sexual side of things. Um, Aren't you shocked that you don't have an account to follow just MMA Asia? <laughs> I mean, when Charles Oliveira got an account, I almost did because I mean, A, he's one of the best fighters ever and he's a fucking beautiful man. So there Hi. you go. I said it. Um, <laughs> look, look, we weren't even being okay. cheeky when we were saying that you're an entrepreneur and you beat us to it there. Like, tell us about your company, Wetspace. Yeah, so Wetspace is um, very similar to an OnlyFans. It's an uh, adult subscription platform. Um, what's unique about us is that one of the problems that adult creators face is the banking industry kind of regulates the type of content that we can put out, um, you know, what extent you can put out. And so um, that became a big problem about a year and a half ago where OnlyFans actually got to a point where they had to ban, they were going to ban adult content, which obviously all of us were like, what? You know, it was a big issue. Um, and so it scared me and I had the means and, and the connections and the people um, where I was like, oh, no, I'm not relying on one platform for my, you know, for my business. You guys can do what you want, but I'm not. Um, and so I created Wetspace because Wetspace also accepts cryptocurrency. So we okay. accept not just Visa MasterCard, um, but if they were to ever say no, 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 that's fine. We accept ETH, AVAC, you know, we accept BUSD, USD, Tether. We, we accept multiple cryptocurrencies. And that they can't tap into. So for us, it was a security blanket of having a platform for creators, not just adult. We've actually got some sports gamblers on there. Um, things like that, that other industries that have been kind of, you know, shunned against or what have you, or that have been prohibited that we, we actually have a lot of them on the platform. So we're trying to create something that doesn't rely completely on the the banks. And we've done amazing. And next month will be a year since we launched. Nice. Um, yeah, we have a lot of creators and it's going really well. And so that was the extent of why we started Wetspace. So I still have an OnlyFans, absolutely. And I, of course, I run my Wetspace as well. But um, I think in the end, creators would be crazy not to have a backup because they gave us a 30-day notice last time. And like, that's harsh. That's quick. So you just want to be prepared just in case. 
That's where the craft beer creators will go eventually when YouTube doesn't fucking start pushing our shit, Allie. I'd be so sick. Like you start as an adult platform. You're like, oh, fuck it. We'll take the beer people. We'll take the gamblers. We'll take all you misfits. There you go. No, seriously. That that might be the future, especially with a lot of people. There's There's a lot of different platforms now that are people are moving to rumble being one of them because of youtube's yeah. rules so absolutely yeah definitely clapper is another good one i have clapper too it's a lot of stuff can't say i'm familiar with that one to be honest but <laughs> i know it sounds bad now that i say it's literally like a it's just like a twitter or a tiktok okay okay that's hilarious though i'm like clapper it sounds naughty but it's not um well before we uh close things out here and let you of course promote anything you want to because like you said you're everywhere um Mm -hmm. we gotta ask though from the local and from as we learned beer connoisseur for those that are coming in whether it's for the frozen four or any time of the year because well minnesotans they want to get out of the cold yes what are your top recommendations for breweries that have to be hit whether it's for the beer whether it's for the environment or the tap room vibe like what are your top recommendations so i love florida ave they are a little bit north and wesley chapel which is probably not very convenient for travelers um but green bench brewing is great they are um in st pete i would honestly i would advise people i know it's like you're going to tampa but it's it's like twin cities right like 10 minutes apart joe smith said the same thing (laughs) st pete is amazing the pier is beautiful green bench brewing is down here they're really really good um we love that three daughters brewing on clearwater beach um they have uh above the hooters it's overlooks clearwater beach it's freaking amazing not a lot like to do there it's just like but the view is gorgeous um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of really, really good beer here. And, um, I, we've been to so many of them. I can't even, yeah, definitely green bench. Green benches makes a, especially if you're saying you're like a hazy guy, you'd love that for sure. But, um, in Tampa, right around the arena, there's a bar called American social. That's very popular. And there's a couple other right there. Um, lots of great hotels. It's, it's really walkable right there on the river walk. it will be really nice. You're going to love the weather. If you're coming, I don't know if you're coming. Oh yes. Oh no. We, we got a hotel that's like two blocks away from the rank, like three blocks away from Hatch. Oh, I love it. Okay, well, we have to connect and meet up and have a beer. That would be sick. At um at the game, there's there's a – Cigar City actually has their their brewery. It's, it's like their side brewery or whatever right at the arena. So it's – and I mm-hmm. imagine they'll have it open. You'll get to try all their beers. So you have to meet there. there. It's like literally attached almost to the arena. It's in like the pavilion area there. So nice. – we should meet and have a beer and stuff and you get to try a couple of theirs. Cause you got to try like fancy pay. You got to try Florida man. You got to have, I have to try Florida man. Yes. You got to have Florida man. Yeah. Love it. Yes. Done. So this should be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Uh, th- no, this has been amazing. I'm hoppy's going, I'm, I'm unfortunately, I'll, I have to go back to Canada to do my taxes. Have you oh. scheduled stuff, that yet? But... Is that even on the books? <laughs> I mean, it's on the books, but it's happening. It's happening. I think the deadline's in a few days, so it's happening. It's happening. It sounds like you just got to get to Tampa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's too tempted. Stop, guys. Stop. No, Ali, this has been so much fun. Again, so awesome that like you're a craft beer connoisseur. You're, <laughs> you're a hockey fan, and you just you hate the Toronto Maple Leafs. You speak our language. So first of many collaborations. Uh, I you know I hope down the road you and Hoppy connect in Florida. And uh, yeah, anytime you want to jump on the podcast, anytime you want to talk hockey, beer, um, collaboration on YouTube, whatever it is, happy to do so. Um, before we let you go, pump away anything that you want to promote here on the on the podcast on our YouTube channel. Uh, the floor is yours. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can find me everywhere at onlyallyray.com that has links to all my socials, but definitely check out my show, Tap That. If you love craft beer and you like to see different beers from all around the country, you'll love that. And then, um, yeah, definitely if you're a creator, you want to check out Wetspace or you want to learn more, just contact me. But all my links and all my socials are at onlyallyray.com. So it's very easy to find me just about anywhere. Like I said, I am literally everywhere. <laughs> Awesome. Well, appreciate it again, Allie. Thank you so much Thank for your time. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Do you love sports? Do you think you know more about sports than all of your friends? Do you like getting things for free? If you're still with me, you need better edge in your life. Legal sports betting in Minnesota and a free, that's right, free $20 sign-up bonus, no deposit required. Go to your browser right now. Type in betteredge.com slash sodapod. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge, E-D-G-E, dot com slash sodapod, S-O-T-A-P-O-D to claim your $20 today. Big thanks to our guest there, Ali Ray. I mean, dude, fits right in on the podcast. Hates the Leafs, <laughs> loves craft beer, literally has a YouTube channel dedicated to craft beer, um, and dude, knows her hockey as well, and a huge hockey fan, a Bruins fan, which kind of fits in here on the podcast as well, given that Z is a huge yeah. Bruins fan. So, uh, I mean, you know, you know why actually she fits in here is because, you know, Minnesota girl, and she even says, like, this is where, like, I grew up in my 20s, whatever, this, you know, Minnesota's home, but the wild's not her team and that's why she fits in on this podcast because i feel like that's that's our thing me being yeah, the canucks awesome. guy you being the pittsburgh guy z being well boston and now ali also being boston so there yeah. you go and uh, i mean it's so perfect that your lead in there was hates the leafs because that is all you care about oh, sadly yeah. like it's it is a little sad like we talk about how like drew dowdy lives rent free in minnesota wild fans heads the Maple Leafs have rent free in your head. All sure. Toronto sports. Like, yeah. dude, I, I could be walking down the street and see like anyone wearing an Argo shirt. I mean, not here in Minnesota, but if so, I'd be really like, I would approach that said person and ask them what the fuck is wrong with them. Yeah. Um, because if it's Winnipeg, you know that makes sense. That makes sense. Shout out Ross. Um, but uh, yeah, no, even Argonauts like just rubs me the wrong way, dude. Fucking. You just pulled the Phil Gustafson interview. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I mean, you're, what you're I said, already, I said, uh, I said a, I said a boot on a freaking live stream the other day, and I was like, oh my god, it's happening. That's Canadian, you know that, right? No, you guys say it too. No, that is yeah. just false. No, in every you sense, you guys say it too. Mm, a boot? No. Yeah, that's you're wrong. Find me one Minnesotan that said that. All right, I'm gonna literally record Joe the next time he says it. He says a boot. Yeah, he's him. Hannah said it a couple times. They say, what are you talking about? Yeah. That is like the most, like I've heard so many Canadians say that. We literally had a kid that moved to our high school from Canada. And that was our ongoing joke is that we'd ask, we'd just like try and find ways to coax him to say the word about. And he'd say a boot and then we'd laugh and then he'd walk away. That's what I'm saying. You Minnesotans, you're basically Canadians then. Talk like Eastern Canadians too. 
<laughs> whatever. Uh, the one thing that was interesting, though, when she said that she uh, like was in the Navy and got stationed in Minnesota and she's like, I don't get it. Like, I really wanted to chime in, even though like it still makes no sense. I'm with her. But like the fact that Minnesota has more shoreline than ca- the California. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all very landlocked. Like, yeah, she's actually uh, stationed out on Leech Lake. Uh, next month, she'll be out on Mille Lacs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's actually not much duty the following month. So she'll just be on like Minnetonka and she'll be uh, very much on top of Big Island. So. <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome. Um, but again, big thanks to, to Ali there. Um, before we close out the show here, Hoppy, we wanted to, uh, touch on our partners here on the podcast. So, uh, you know, let's kick it off. Tell us about waggle golf. Cause we have a promo going with them right now that we do. Yeah. Waggle golf. Anyone that hasn't heard us screaming it from the rooftops, get your waggle on.com. The best apparel you can get, especially coming into summer now. I imagine that most of you that are into hockey and drinking beer, golf pairs with that quite well. They have the best, whether you're looking for quarter zips, hoodies, polos, the best hats in the game, go right now. Get your waggle on.com and use the promo code SP10, short for soda pod 10, and you will get 10% off your entire order. Make sure that you don't just buy one thing because it is, as of now, a one-time use promo code. So go in there, get yourself a couple of polos, grab a couple of hats, maybe even throw in like just prepping for the fall, closing out the golf season, get that quarter zip, hoodie, whatever. Get your bang for your buck on that 10%. And again, show them some love because they really do have the best, not just looking, but comfort in their apparel. That's yeah. right. Get your waggleon.com promo code SP10. I'm rocking the pair hat right now as we speak, folks. One of their best uh newer drops that they've had on the hat side. I got a collection in my closet now, starting here. Um, but again, also while you're enjoying the frozen four this weekend, if you're in the great state of Minnesota, get yourself some Seventh Avenue pizza, the best damn frozen pizza. Dare I say the best damn pizza in this state and they're everywhere now ladies and gentlemen they are everywhere high v luns hell even some gas stations around town as well hit them up on social media hell just check their social media seventh avenue pizza and you'll be able to find uh, live updates every single day every single week on their new drops but again they're at most if not all of the main grocery stores in your area i actually started my day off this morning with the breakfast pizza and they got a couple more in the freezer waiting for the frozen four so check them out again on social media they're totally interactive on social media too matt and the whole crew there they're so awesome great people and even better pizza so check them out seventh avenue pizza again they're probably in the freezers at your local grocery store but if you want to find out if they're close to you or where they are located close to you just hit them up on social media yes and if you can please whenever you're in target ask everyone like hey where's the seventh avenue pizza oh yes hey when are you guys getting seventh avenue pizza hey why the fuck don't you have seventh avenue pizza we will get them into target it's going to happen and it needs to happen before next hockey season kicks off It'd be incredible if somehow we got them in before the playoffs. But that's probably a little bit of a uh, outlandish goal. We'll figure it out, though. Get them in target. Um, the next one we got a shout out here, betteredge.com. Uh, we're going to throw in the slash soda pod. That's right. B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com slash soda pod. 
just a great convenient way for you to go and legally bet on sports in Minnesota. That's right. It is legal. I, I am not misspeaking. Get on there. You get a free $20 when you sign up with that promo code and you can bet on whatever you like right now. You're probably going and betting on the frozen four. Why wouldn't you either bet on the gophers because you think they're a wagon or hedge happiness. I've, I've been documented for doing that recently when I knew that my trip to the frozen four was on the line. I bet on St. Cloud because I did not want to come out empty handed. I couldn't handle it. I basically was willing to pay for the gophers to go, but get on there, bet on that, bet on anything. You can definitely, there's a social aspect there where you can show what your bets are. You can challenge your friends. Um, but really convenient way to get on and bet on really any sport. Isha, you go ahead and take it. Well, there's a huge UFC pay-per-view this weekend as well. Um, UFC 287 Prayer Adesanya 2, even though it's actually Prayer Adesanya 4. It's their second time fighting in the UFC. They fought in kickboxing uh, as well before this, which makes this fight and this main event so much more special given that Alex Pereira has Adesanya's number in all the four fights that he's getting the rematch. That one is very interesting as far as the lines. They keep changing every day. It's near even, even though usually Adesanya comes out as the favorite by a long shot in everyone this in every fight. This is the only guy that really has had his number throughout his career. And just quickly, if you are an, uh, an avid better, if you're a degenerate who does like betting on boxing or any mixed martial arts here, because there's some people, Hoppy, who I've met who like bet on mixed martial arts, but don't really like don't follow the leagues because it's just such a fun sport to bet on, especially making some parlays. Rob Font takes on Adrian Yanez in the featured fight, the third last fight on the card. Rob Font coming in at the underdog. That's a great underdog pick. You have Kevin Holland facing Santiago, Santiago Ponzinibbio. Ponzinibbio, I think he's like plus 300 underdog. That guy has a huge puncher's spell chance. It. Spell his last name. P-O-N. Oh, you're looking at the screen. That's no fun. Never mind. Moving on. Z-I-N. I-B-B-I-O. And another pick that I think is a good one. There's, there's a bunch of other ones here, but I'll just get into this last one. Kelvin Gastelum against Chris Curtis. It's near even, but I believe Chris Curtis is the underdog. Cash that money on Chris Curtis. Kevin Gastelum is done, ladies and gentlemen. So those are some good picks. Put them out there on Better Edge. I'm sure someone will bite. I'm sure someone will bite. If you want to go crazy, KO win by Jorge Masvidal. That'll pay you out good. That will pay you out good. But... uh Again, that one, don't, don't, don't bet the house on that one. But anyways, yeah, better edge. And those are some UFC picks from a huge card coming this weekend. And last but not least, last but not least, our friends at Northland Vodka. Now, I know what I'm going to be drinking while I'm watching the Frozen Four. Hell, while I'm watching the UFC. Um, it, it's going to be some Northland Vodka on the rocks. And no joke, there's been a few listeners of the podcast who, uh, who I go back and forth with on Twitter regularly who've messaged me in the last week who have picked, them up, picked themselves up some Northland Vodka. One mixed it with some orange juice. One just right on the rocks. And they said it's some of the best tasting vodka out there. Mark Paris, he has the best vodka recipe. It is so awesome. Now I usually drink my vodka straight anyways, but it, it, it's whatever it's, it's whatever this, I enjoy to drink straight. Like it's, it's, it's amazing. There's it's one of the best vodkas I've ever had. And a uh, percentage of every sale goes back to the community for local hockey initiatives. So check it out. Northland vodka, pour yourself a drink, mix yourself some a drink while you're watching the hockey game, hockey games in the Frozen Four. And hell, if your team gets bounced, if the Gophers get bounced early, drown your sorrows in the morning with a Bloody Mary because there is 
no better vodka to use than Northland vodka. So go check them out. I mean, I would say drown your sorrows that night and use the bloody as a hair of the dog to save you. Or there you go. You, there might, you go. you might need that from over celebrating too. But yes, Northland vodka, Mark Parrish, you deliver time and time again. Don't forget, check out all their social pages. We've got the golf tournament coming up late May. Everyone check it out. Get your foursome together and sign up. There's still an outside chance. Maybe we'll be the, the beer cart girls. We haven't had that confirmed yet, but that would be even more fun. That would be. That would be. Um, <laughs> thanks again to Ali Ray for jumping on the show earlier today. Joe Smith jumping on the podcast earlier this week. Hoppy, have fun, man. It's going to be such a great weekend. I'm glad that you got out there. I'm glad you don't have to shovel any more snow this week, my man. Oh, man, me too. And uh, yes, please check out our YouTube channel. We've got specific clips up for both the Ali Ray interviews and Joe Smith. A lot of them geared towards the Gophers, geared towards Frozen Four, geared towards how to have a good time while you're out in Tampa. If you happen to be going, if not, guess what? You're probably in Minnesota or Canada. If you're listening to us, chances are you're going to make your way out to Tampa eventually. So all of this is evergreen. Great recommendations. Enjoy responsibly. Hey, and if you have yourself an OnlyFans profile, get on that shit as well. Signing off, I'm Isha Jeromey, alongside the state of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod, presented by our friends at Better Edge, 7th Avenue Pizza, Northland Vodka, and Waggle Golf. We good, men? We good. Go Gophers. Don't fear, just drink some beer, and go Gophers, baby.